welcome to The Divorce Social with me, Samantha Baines, changing the conversation around divorce. This show is sponsored by Penguin in the Room. Penguin in the Room is an award-winning arts, marketing and social media management company. If you want to jazz up your socials and have someone Instagram and tweet for you, then here's your answer. Go to www.penguinintheroom.com. As always, hit subscribe to make sure you're updated about new episodes. And we love to hear from you on social media at DivorcePod and at Samantha Baines. You can also email us all the infos on our website, thedivorcesocial.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Divorce Social Roundup. I can't believe we're here already. I can't believe it's um, almost the end of the year. If you listen to these podcasts in order at the time they're released, you'll know it's coming up to Christmas. And I think it's going to be my third Christmas since I got divorced. So that's quite exciting. I'm an old hand at it now. Uh, but I've had a, a lovely series, a real range of amazing chats, lots of different things learned as always. I always get lovely messages from you lovely listeners about how much the podcast means to you. And I absolutely love getting those messages. And I also want you to know that I learn so much from every single person that I talk to. I have done 70 interviews. Can you believe it? I've spoken to 70 divorced people. Looking back at Sam before the Divorce Social started, all I wanted was to talk to someone else who was getting divorced and who knew what I was going through and could maybe relate to the fact that I couldn't eat a whole loaf of bread before it got mouldy. And now I've spoken to 70 of those people. And actually, we had an episode with a couple in it, didn't we? So that's 71 of those people. And it's been amazing. And I've feel so in a little divorce community now that I absolutely love it. And I love the chats we have over on the Patreon chat room. And I love that everyone's opened up with me so much about their experiences. And I'm sending you so much love if you are going through 
a difficult time right now, maybe with your divorce, maybe in a relationship, maybe on your own, maybe a big anniversary coming up or Christmas. Christmas in itself is always so hard um, being on your own, especially the hardest thing I find about Christmas is that my ex used to buy me actually good stuff because he'd spend more money than everyone else and I'd tell him what to get me. And so in a way, the thing I miss most about him at Christmas is his gifts because they always used to be really good. But I can say that now a few years in. But I think some of these big holidays can make you feel more alone than ever, can't they? I mean, recently I had the anniversary of my dad's death come up during the recording of this series and every year as it comes around it's like the um you know um your marriage anniversary or you know one of those important relationship dates every year I think oh, I'm gonna be fine now because it's been a few years and and my dad died five years ago this year and then it comes up to it and it's always the weeks leading up to it that are the worst I think so for my dad's death anniversary the two weeks when I knew it was coming up and it sort of kept creeping into my psyche and I kept mentioning my dad, you know, randomly to people or um, an anecdote would pop into my head about my dad. And um, and I think that can happen a lot when you've had a breakup as well, an anecdote about them or something they liked will pop into your head and you'll want to talk about them and then you'll realise that actually you, you're broken up so you can't or you shouldn't or... So I think that's a really difficult time. But so sending anyone love if you're going through that. But just to let you know that, you know, my dad's death anniversary came, I celebrated him and it went and I'm still here and I'm still okay. Um, And I do think every year it does get a little bit easier or maybe not easier, but you get used to it and it's not such a shock to the system. Um. But yeah, it's been it's been an interesting one. I've been dating again this series because I took a bit of a break, I feel. I had my sexual explosion, which we all know about. If you don't know about the sexual explosion, you need to go back and listen to series one and two. I think that was a sexual explosion time. And I had a lovely time. And then I have had, well, there was some sort of thing called a pandemic, um, which made me have a little break. But I've also had a little break from the kind of dating world and seeing people. So I started dating again during this series, um, particularly, I think, inspired by the brilliant Laura Friedman Williams because uh, we had great chats about like pubic hair and she used to have sex with people and then talk to them about what sort of sexual things they liked, which I just found amazing. So that kind of got me back into the dating sphere. And I've had some weird dates um, <laughs> during this series. I had a date with one person who we dated a couple of times and then I invited them over for like a takeaway in a film night. And they asked me if they could bring comfy clothes to wear. Or, or no, he asked me if I could, if he could wear um, jogging bottoms because it was a night in. So I thought it was a weird question, but I was like, sure, you know, wear whatever you're comfortable in. I'm not going to tell you, you know, what outfit to pick out. So he arrived in trousers, just like, you know, everyday trousers. He arrived, said hello, then went to change, like nothing had happened. He'd literally just arrived at my house, went to change 
put jogging bottoms on. So he travelled to my house in trousers for the world and then he changed into jogging bottoms just for me. And then he wasn't very nice to my dog, uh, which was a massive issue because I have a puppy called Custard and she is my world. He wasn't not nice to her. It was just... I put this on Instagram and I got lots of reactions and some people were like but maybe he's just not used to dogs but it wasn't that it was like he called her a little monster because she was just like chewing her chew loudly while we were watching a film there was just you know when there's like weird vibes and you're like he didn't kick the dog in the face it wasn't that extreme but like he wasn't treating Custard with the respect she deserved. Anyway, and he was wearing jogging bottoms. But, you know, given the benefit of the doubt, the evening came to an end. And then before he left, he changed back into his normal trousers to leave my house and get on the train. And it just felt really weird. I was just like, we're not married yet. Like, why do I get the jogging bottom version like if you're just comfortable in jogging bottoms and that's your thing fine but just wear the jogging bottoms all the time i don't know why the rest of the world is getting trousers but i your date am getting jogging bottoms also how comfy do you need to be in someone's house that you don't know very well when you're having a you're watching a film and essentially like trying to impress them and get a snog anyway it's very weird um <laughs> so that didn't that I sort of said, oh, I think we're very different. I also, the first time I was asked out by someone who listens to the podcast. I know. I mean, this was never a reason behind setting up the divorce social in the first place. But it's a very nice kind of little um, bonus to have. So yes, yeah, someone listen to this podcast <laughs> listen to me spill my guts on this podcast and my saddest moments and my stupidest moments and thought yeah I'd date her so that's quite impressive in itself um and then they they asked me to go on a date and I thought why not my friend said to me you've got to be careful because they might be a stalker so I asked the person if they were a catfish and if they knew um, lots of weird facts about me that are on Wikipedia. And they said no. And I took their word <laughs> at that. Um, so, uh, yes, I went on, on a date with a person who listens to the podcast. And it was very nice. So if you're listening, hi, thanks. Um, more date offers are welcome. But please don't be a catfish or a stalker. Um, just be a really nice human being. That would be great. Um so yeah, who knew? Who knew that this podcast could do that? Uh, lots of people have contacted me as well saying that we should do some sort of like divorce social speed dating matchmaking. I'm totally up for that at some stage in the future when we've amassed this kind of incredible following of like millions of people, then we can have the ultimate divorce speed dating session. Um so, yes, so please do uh, recommend the podcast to everyone you know and tweet about it and, and Facebook and Instagram and all those things just so that one day we can have an ultimate uh, divorce social speed dating. And, you know, maybe I'll be like Scylla Black and have introduced two people to each other and then they'll get married in the future and then I can go to their wedding in a hat and then they'll get divorced in the future and then I can have them back on the podcast and it'll be full circle so that would be incredible um but yeah what what a series it's been um 
some incredible chats. Thank you again for all your messages. I've started working with a production company on this series called Aura, and they've really been helping me out kind of manage everything that goes into making a podcast because there's a lot of things. So thank you so much to the team at Aura for all their hard work on this series. And um, please continue listening and thank you for listening and please leave a review because um, it really helps people find the podcast and hopefully we can help them at difficult times in their lives. And I love it when you get in touch and I love to hear from all of you and all of your stories. So please continue to do that. Don't forget, I'm on all the social media platforms and I love having new followers and messages. So you can find me at Samantha Baines on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok I'm on. I don't do it very often, but I'm on there. I've got a Facebook page, you know. We've also got a website, divorcesocial.co.uk or .com. I mean, a very sort of sophisticated podcast host would have looked that up before and like written a script for it. And then it would say there on the script whether the website was .co.uk or .com. But as you know, the style that I go for on my podcast is just more of a chill, <laughs> like don't write anything down, just have a nice chat. Although I have now Googled it and it is thedivorcesocial.com. So that is the website <laughs> if you want to have a look. See, that was a bit sophisticated, wasn't it? Well, as always in our roundups, let's take a listen back to some clips from the episodes of this series. If there are any you've missed, definitely go back and have a listen because they've been pretty amazing. And it all started with this one. So the person who'd been cheating on me with had actually messaged me and told me all the details and he was in bed next to me. So I turned to him and said, oh, I've received these text messages. And he confirmed, yes, that did happen. And we kind of spoke about it for something like half an hour and I was really tired. I can't imagine what that must have been, getting that message and lying next to him in bed while you get it. Do you remember physically what it felt like when you read those messages in that moment I just remember my heart going so fast but actually afterwards now I look back and I didn't have the reaction that I thought I would have had in theory if someone had said to me this is going to happen to you I would have thought I'd be in tears I'd be angry you know they'd be shouting I just shut down I just remember kind of being very quiet and yeah, I just, I just got so tired very quickly and cause we were already in bed, it was like midnight or whatever. And I just remember saying, okay, I'm, I'm going to go to sleep now, like half an hour in. And you know, he could not believe it. He was like, no, we need to talk. We've got so much to talk about. And I said, no, I've actually heard all I need to hear. I just need to go to sleep. And I did sleep, which is mad now to think of it. I just rolled over and went to sleep and he went and slept on the sofa. So you heard Michaela Sharp there, who we kicked off this series with. And I just love Michaela. I'd seen her on the telly and I saw her divorce announcement on Instagram and I followed her. And I was so glad when she agreed to speak to me on the podcast. I think she was so open and honest about everything. And actually, we got on so well that now we are friends and we've been for drinks a number of times. So um, this podcast is helping me make friends and get dates. Thank you. I'm having a lovely time. But I really remember Michaela telling me that story of lying in bed next to her ex when she was getting all these messages from 
the other woman, in inverted commas. And the fact that she just shut down and went to sleep is so interesting because she's right. Like you think that you're going to react to these big events in one way and then your body will just do whatever it wants to do actually. And it's interesting because I have anxiety, which I've talked about in the podcast before. And when I'm really, really anxious, my body just shuts down. It like makes me go to sleep because it's like we can't deal with this level of emotion right now actually and we just need to sleep for a bit and heal and then maybe tomorrow we can deal with it. So I wonder if it was a little bit of that. It was a pleasure to talk to her and she gave some great advice about redecorating your home and putting nice artwork in frames, which I love too. Tell me about the divorce party, please. What are the plans? (laughs) Are they going to be penis-shaped things or vagina-shaped things. I haven't really thought about that. I've been thinking more about like edibles, alcohol, and roller skates. I I don't know. That's really like... Roller skates, (laughs) sure. (laughs) Those are my top three. Yeah. And honestly, and the most important thing is just like my team, right, of women. So I don't even need anything really but them. They're like the main event of the party. Why roller skates? I just love to roller skate. And I I had in um, my old apartment that I just had to move out of, you know, our family home that we sold in June and moved out of, I had this pair of roller skates on the bookshelf. We had this massive wall of shelves. We had very high ceilings. And my husband and I had had a big fight about whether or not to have these shelves. I didn't want them because I decided at this point in my life, I didn't want stuff anymore. So he insisted on having this wall of shelves. And he said, but the the deal is you can put whatever you want on them. So what I put on them was a pair of roller skates. And so I had this big blank wall of shelves and a pair of roller skates. And so the roller skates became very symbolic to me over time of, you know, the sort of new life that I was going to have. And that's, I just want to roller skate around. Well, I guess it would be like my tiny new apartment. I could roller skate around it. I'm just imagining you in like divorced world, just roller skating everywhere, (laughs) like to the loo, to the shops, to school pickup. That would be amazing. That was Laura Friedman Williams. And my overriding memories of that interview is roller skates and pubic hair. And uh, she doesn't mention pubic hair in that clip, but, you know, you should definitely go back and listen to her views on on pubic hair and also her discoveries that she made on pubic hair. She asked a lot of her sexual partners what they thought. Um, But I love her roller skate joy and wanting to have roller skates at a divorce party. And yeah, my idea of her roller skating everywhere. And so now because of this pubic hair and roller skate memory of that interview, I, I'm just hoping that she's, you know, roller skating around her apartment in the US with a very full bush. That's how that's how I like to think she spends her time. Um, but no, it was an absolute joy to speak to her. And actually, a lot of you have got in touch and said you've bought her book and it's really great and fun and uh, you're glad you did. So that's lovely to hear as well. Um, we had great chats about that and and divorce party came up again because a divorce party hasn't come up for a while. You know, way back, I think it's series two, we were talking about the uh, the divorce party and I wasn't too sure. Now by series seven, I'm like, yeah, bring it on. I want a party, any chance for a party to celebrate me and my life and my new dog, Custard. I love it. So did you find love again? Yes, yes, that's right. Because I hear you have some nuptials <laughs> well, coming up. Well, there we up. are. So, um, so I just decided I'd just get on with my life. 
And uh, then my daughter, uh, you know, she graduated from university and I bought the rescue remedy with me in case because I have to meet my ex on for an, a weekend. And it turned out that we all got on so well. And my son came and we had such a laugh and um, we kind of struck up a friendship again. And I just said, oh, OK, why not? So we met for a dog walk and we kept meeting for about two years. And uh, we get married on October the 22nd this year. So this is your ex? <laughs> husband yes that you divorced your you are real life elizabeth taylor oh no don't say that she was married five times <laughs> no but i mean she married the same person twice i see myself as j-lo and uh ben Affleck. all right that's their story nice, yeah sue atkins in episode three i love that she's remarrying her ex I mean, I can't ever imagine doing something like that myself, but I think that's the first person uh, we've had on the show remarrying the ex that they're talking about on The Divorce Social. Um, Sue is also uh, great for parenting advice um, and coaching for anyone uh, with children going through a divorce who might be struggling or how to break things to your children. So we did talk a lot about that as well, which was really useful. But it's always nice to end a podcast episode with a happy ending and her happy ending is back with the ex. About a year before, a relative of ours acknowledged that he had been having a long-term affair and had been married that all that time. And I remember when I asked him, well, how come you never got divorced? He said, I never found the right time. And I sort of packed that away and said, I do not want to get to my 80s and to have perhaps had a clandestine affair for a long time, and to say, I never found the right time. So I kind of made a promise to myself. It was around my, the time of my 59th birthday to either be moving ahead with the divorce or to be recommitted into the relationship. And, um, and then it was about six or seven months later that, that we separated. It's interesting that I never had the right time to get divorced. Is there a right time? to get divorced, do you think? I don't think there's a right time. I think every time is a very hard time. And you can always find um, a reason to postpone it. I loved talking to Stephen Petro. I think he's a lovely, articulate man with a really interesting way of thinking about things. And I really remember that from, from our chat, that it's never the right time. And the fact that he packed that away and remembered that comment from someone that he spoke to. And it's so true. And it's such an impactful sentence, isn't it? Because you can relate it to so many things in life. You can say it about, you know, moving jobs or, or moving house, you know, whatever it is you're doing. And and it's so true of, of breakup, especially if it's something you've been thinking about for a while. And it's such a hard decision to make that it's so easy to find excuses and we all do it of like oh no well Christmas is coming up so I can't break up with them then or you know well we are going to go to counselling so maybe we should do that first or we're going to go to counselling again maybe we should do that or I should wait until this happens or I should wait until the children move out or till they finish their exams and I'm not saying that the, all of those reasons aren't valid reasons to put something off but I just think that phrase 
You know, it was never the right time to get divorced. You'd hear that offhand and think, what? That's ridiculous. But when you go through it, I just think that's a very, very relatable phrase and something just to think about, you know, because if you heard that from someone else, you'd you'd say, no, you know, you've just got to do it. You've just got to go ahead. But I think that's something that we can tell ourselves a lot. So that really... um, stayed with me and and also the fact that I said is there ever a right time and he said every time is a hard time which again is very true but I really enjoyed my chat with him millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom like Evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's the ad break. So it's a perfect time to remind you to hit subscribe to be notified about more episodes. You can also leave us a lovely review because honestly, it makes a difference to the chart positions. And one time I was in the charts next to Michelle Obama and I was really thrilled about it. So it'd be nice to do that again. You can also join in the conversation on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at DivorcePod. We have a website thedivorcesocial.com and you can also join us for our like 90s style divorce chat room experience over on Patreon. So just go to patreon.com forward slash Samantha Baines, B-A-I-N-E-S and it starts at £2 a month and we all have lovely and awful and amazing chats. See you there. A DFF. Do you know what a DFF is? I'm assuming D stands for dick. No. Oh. Divorce fuck frenzy, we call it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My friend my friend said that to me when, she, when I was going through that period. She's like, you're just going through your DFF, your divorce fuck frenzy. And I was. I call mine my sexual explosion where I just right. had a lot of sex and went out a lot. But I like that DFF. It sounds a little bit like the sofa sellers where, you know, that advert oh, where yes, the they all office. sit on the sofa yeah. and their legs fly up in the air. And it yeah. is a bit like that, I suppose, my DFF. I love that Jilly De Silva introduced me to the DFF, the divorce fuck frenzy. Can't believe I'd never heard it. Um, but I'm ever grateful that she introduced me to that. 
we also had great chats about, you know, just going a little bit wild and shopping too much and buying expensive holidays and all of that sort of treating yourself uh, that you might do and uh, maybe go a little bit too far with when you come out of um, a, a relationship. And again, it's so it's just so interesting to hear all the different reactions that people have to it. I remember um, Suki Webster back in series three telling me that her vagina shut up like a clam, I think were her words, which obviously was very different to my sexual explosion or divorce fuck frenzy, as Jelly De Silva would call it. So, you know, we can react in such opposite ways, but I definitely did a bit of the shopping for nice things and wanting to change my image. I wanted to wear all leather and look like um, the character Phoebe in the TV show Charmed, if you know that, about witches, um, where she has like short hair and she always wears really skimpy clothes and looks sexy and always has a boyfriend and isn't in love with someone. That's how I imagined my divorce story would look. <laughs> I spoke to Rosie Wilby, the host of the Breakup Monologues podcast, and it was so interesting to hear from her. We did meet her mum once for a cup of tea, but I sort of had to pretend to be a friend, you know, and all of that. And it's it's just so awkward, that kind of thing, when, you know, it's all just a pretense and, and a lie. And how did that make you feel, like being someone's secret? Oh, absolutely hideous. Um, I mean, it's like having an affair, but you're not seeing anyone else. <laughs> you know? But yeah, I mean, I thought to all intents and purposes, we were really committed and were effectively married. And I felt like I was, you know, when I met her mum for a cup of tea and she was just talking to me like I was some random friend, I thought she was my mother-in-law, you know. And she was just like, oh, hello, who are you kind of thing. You know, I thought, but I'm Rosie, I'm important. <laughs> And so it's, yeah, it's really difficult. And I think it really chipped away at my self-esteem and confidence. Rosie also was broken up by email back in the day, which just feels awful. And she was very open about, you know, her relationships with women and also her kind of delve into the idea that monogamy might be dead and maybe we should have lots of partners and she even went to a sex party. So I really enjoyed those chats and Rosie's written um, a couple of books as well as having her podcast. So it was really interesting to get kind of her take on relationships and breakups from writing her books and doing her podcast as well. I came home and there was a, a ripped up photo of us and his ring next to my sink. In the middle of the ripped up photo. It wasn't my finest moment, Samantha. I mean, if we're honest. Wow. It, it's probably something I should have done. Right. That's a very visual way of mm -hmm. saying, I want to break up. Ben, what was going through your head when you thought, was it, did you want to stage this moment? I think it, it, if anything, this is where the emotional side, you know, gets the best of it is I wanted to make an impact that was going to hurt Nikki. And practically, I'm just really interested in this. Like what photo did you look for a particularly lovely photo to rip up? Like where did you lay the photo in the house? It was right next to her bathroom sink. I, I, I don't remember what exactly photo it was, but but I, I assure you that I did look through multiple photos. And I And I think what he did was calculated most likely and and i think it affected me probably more than him like hanging up the phone and saying i'm done 
you know, I walked in the house and it was like one of those gut wrenching moments where you go, wow. Oh, like, oh shit. Like this is real. This is really happening. Mission accomplished. Yeah. See, good job then. Or not. Nikki, do you remember what the photo was? I actually think it may have been a photo of the three of us. Ooh. With Asher? As a baby in it. Oh. Yeah. So I think it was really like one of those moments where he dug that knife in and like turned it and twisted it. Our first couple on the podcast ever in the same uh, interview, uh, Nikki and Ben, and their happy divorce, as they call it. When I read about them before I interviewed them, I thought, really? Happy divorced? They must be mad or maybe they're still sleeping together. Like what's going on here? Um, And actually, it was very interesting to hear their journey. And it didn't start out happily, as we heard, with Ben ripping up a photo of them and putting his wedding ring in the middle, which I am still astounded by. And it's a strong visual image. Um, And he's very honest about it, which I love, you know, because now they get on. I love how honest they can be about the hard times. You know, he was like, wasn't my finest moment. I was trying to hurt her feelings. And even though, you know, I know that from the sound of it, it's um, I found it quite amazing that he could fully own up to all of that. And they do actually sound like they have found happiness in their divorce and that they're friends now and that they're both there for their son and they're both in new relationships that sound happy. And so it was quite amazing to hear their journey and to imagine if we all could have that. Um, Obviously, it's not possible with everyone But um, yeah, quite a thing to aim for and a a really interesting chat. I really enjoyed that one. Unfortunately, because he was a little bit angry and I wasn't sure, I just, I I was, maybe I didn't have the balls to do it face to face, you know, just submitting it. I basically, he was at work and I got my dad to drive up to London and just do a sweep of the apartment. We just packed everything in this we didn't know when he was going to be home so we were both like oh quick quick and we packed everything as quickly as we could we bundled into the car and um we left and that was it and then I had several phone conversations with him and I went back to work I did Vikings and probably three or four months afterwards I came back to London and that was the only time we really sat down face to face and had a conversation about it and I know in retrospect he was so happy that it ended as well but I felt I couldn't which is a bad thing as well but I just felt I couldn't say it to his face I was scared of his reaction and I was scared that I was probably going to cave and go back again so I had to get out of there as quickly as I possibly could. Really interesting chat with Georgia Hurst there and I actually met Georgia at a press event and she, I'd, I'd seen her in Vikings, the TV show, and thought she was brilliant. And we just got on so well at the press event. And she's very young, but she has very wise words for some, someone so young and uh, very articulate about her feelings and compassionate as well on behalf of the other person. Um that she had the breakup with. And I I really relate to that story of her saying that her and her dad just went in and kind of did a sweep of the apartment and got all of her stuff because I think we've all had occasions where in a breakup, whether it's your marriage or not, you know, you know that 
you have to make this decision and sometimes it's gone on for so long that you know that if you say it to that person's face you you just might go back and you might or you might change your mind in the process of doing it and sometimes you just get that moment of right I'm doing it now and I need to just go in and get all my stuff and leave and then obviously hopefully you will have a face-to-face conversation with that person at some point but I just could really relate to that moment of that snap decision of I have to do it I have to do it now so I otherwise I'll change my mind so it was really great that she was so open about that and um, she's very lovely person so it was an absolute joy to chat to her. I knew mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, religiously, I was absolutely exhausted and I needed to understand about my brain. This is how I was thinking. So I woke up every morning, I recited prayer and then from there on for four to five months, Monday to Friday, nine till five, I was on my laptop learning about the brain, learning about the body, how can I heal? And I followed him. a a neuroscientist and I I basically feel like I self-taught myself because these workshops are so expensive so every resource I could find that's what I did and I knew what I was going through was too much for me to process without without me breaking apart and I did not want to break apart so I need to go and learn about the brain because when I learn about it and I understand it I'm, I'm more able to commit to it and as soon as I saw and I studied brain waves and brain patterns and, and anything that I could find, and that was it. It was like, it, it felt like everything was just a sign from the universe. Sometimes I'd be laughing. I'd feel like I would actually have a laugh with God. Like, are you serious? Wow. This episode with Natasha Ujla is just so close to my heart. I think it's one of the most powerful interviews I've ever had the experience of being part of and she's just so incredible so compassionate so eloquent so amazing and I don't say that lightly and I don't say that just because she went through something so incredibly hard I mean just as a person and talking to her and the way that she views the world is incredible I think this is one of my favourite ever episodes, well, I know, big words, of The Divorce Social because it was just so powerful. The whole time I was talking to her, I was getting like the hairs raising on the back of my neck and she'd just been through a really awful, unimaginable experience and there is a trigger warning on that episode for child death. And then to go through a divorce and a breakup on top of that. And then also what she faced, um, she's part of the South Asian community and she lives in a South Asian community and, and the kind of reactions that she faced from her wider family, even though she says she had a lot of support from, you know, her close family. And then for her to, I just really remember her saying that she would sit down every day nine to five and learn about what her brain was doing and how her brain was reacting to all this emotion and how it was processing it and I just thought wow what an incredible thing to do as a way to process your own 
grief and, you know, all of these different emotions that you must be going through and that your body must be going through. I think, you know, for so many of us, we have a breakup and it's terrible. And, you know, yeah, mine was super hard. And then I threw myself into work and then I had sex with loads of people. But for your brain to take that leap of, right, this is a physical thing that's happening to me. And I'm now going to look it up and I'm going to find out exactly what that means. And I'm going to find out the science behind it and like really lean into that process. I just think is an incredible because I, I think I avoid, avoided, avoided mine um, and had a nice time along the way, but then eventually had to deal with it. So I just think, yeah, this interview was incredible and I'm so honoured that Natasha came on the podcast and shared her story with me and with us. Um, and if you haven't listened to that episode and there's only one episode you listen to in this series, please, please go back and listen to that one because honestly, she's a wonderful human being and her words need to be heard by more people. And finally, to round off the series, I chatted to former Home Secretary, Jackie Smith. I had an occasion where a song was played during rehearsals and it was my wedding song. Oh, And I just obviously burst into tears and ran to the toilet. And I was very aware of this kind of stereotype of the sad divorced woman who just cries and then is bitter and wears leopard print and goes out. And I didn't... I wear leopard print. Yeah, I mean, I love leopard print and I love going out. But at the time, I didn't want to be that cliche of like, oh, you can't get through work without crying. Did you feel the pressure of that? And how did you deal with tearing up in meetings? I mean, you know, I wasn't sobbing. I wasn't sitting there chairing a meeting sort of sobbing. (laughs) Um, And actually, I learned a really, really good tip. You know, when you sort of feel that coming on and you think, oh, no, I'm I'm going, I'm going. If you lift your head up and look at the ceiling, it really, really helps. It works. So probably what my colleagues saw more often than me tearing up in meetings was was me suddenly looking. They probably thought to my to themselves, what the hell is she looking at the ceiling again for? She just really cares about lighting fixtures at the moment. I don't know what it is. <laughs> is she checking out the dusting or what? You know, um, <laughs> it works. I still do it now when I when I sort of tear up. I have to say, I was a little bit nervous about this one because, you know, former Home Secretary. That's proper, isn't it? You know, that's that's a that's a real job there. It's not quite like being a comedian. And I wondered if it was going to be a difficult interview, because sometimes when you interview people who are very used to giving their opinions in the media, um, they're they're very good at kind of avoiding questions and not opening up and uh, and not telling you all the true stuff and you know of course we all have to hold some things back but I am very pleased to say that um, Jackie was not like that at all she was super open very friendly very easy to talk to and really on board and very nice about the podcast actually and the importance of talking about divorce and we shared a lovely moment uh, talking about how much we both love leopard print and (laughs) and crying at work and I just thought it was re- it's so nice to hear that a woman who's been in a position of such power, you know, in the government 
um, whether you supported the party she was um, in government with or not, um, she was still in the government, which is a position of power, you know, and that, you know, someone like that can tear up in a meeting too. Um, it's it's quite nice to hear, isn't it? It reminds you that everyone's human and that we all go through the same things. And Jackie was lovely to talk to and we had great laughs and had a little chat about Strictly as well. So that was nice. Um, so what a, what a series we've had. Um, a real range of stories, which I love. Um, and in fact, uh, Jackie was recommended to me by a listener someone got in touch and said please can you ask Jackie Smith to come on your podcast because she's mentioned her divorce before publicly um and that was how I got her on so thank you so much to that person and if you have any suggestions of anyone that you would love me to interview on the divorce social I will always try lots of people have said no I um tweeted Adele uh, asked her to come on and talk about divorce. Sadly, Oprah got in there first, um, which is which is rude, frankly. You know, if anyone was going to interview her about divorce, it should have been me. Oprah, I'm annoyed with you. But, you know, fair enough. Uh, if there's anyone else that you can think of, do let me know. Uh, you can um, go through the website and email or you can uh, tweet me or Instagram me or you can head over to our Patreon and join in the chat, which is exactly what the person who recommended Jackie Smith did. And then uh, message me via there. And uh, we do have lots of conversations going on over on the Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash Samantha Baines. It starts at £2 a month and uh, you can join in with the divorce community and have chats about our episodes and I'll ask you your opinions on things to do with the podcast and it also helps support me and the pod. And there's lots of other options on there as well, like um, becoming part of my close friends on Instagram for some extra exciting content. And there's also a Breathe With Banes merchandise. If you don't know, I do five deep breaths on Instagram every so often and I make my uh, followers do it with me so we can calm down it helps me with my anxiety and so you can get a hoodie with breathe with banes on I mean what else what more could you want from life right um thank you so so much for listening to the divorce social and we will be back don't you worry it's in the planning it's all going ahead um so make sure you hit subscribe if you haven't already so you'll be notified about when that comes out lots of love i'll see you soon imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Oh, hi. Thank you for listening to The Divorce Social with me, Samantha Baines. Please leave us a review. Please, please. Um, it would be super nice. They're lovely to read. They keep me cheery and happy and keep me going. Uh, but also it affects our listing in the podcast charts, uh, which are very important because that's how more people find the podcast. And I'd love to help more people get through those really tough heartbreak and divorce times. And they're more likely to find us if we're higher up on the charts. So if you'd like to leave a review, I'd love you forever. You can leave them on iTunes is the big one or most podcast platforms do them as well. I'll take all the reviews you've got to give. You can also uh, get in contact on Twitter and Instagram at DivorcePod and at Samantha Baines. We have a website, thedivorcesocial.com and we have a Patreon account, which means that you can support the podcast for as little as £2 a month and it helps me with all the admin costs. It also means you have access to our 90 style divorce and heartbreak chat room and there's lots of exclusives on there, little bits of audio that you don't get in the main podcast and some giveaways as well. So I'd love to see you over on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Samantha Baines and please leave a review. Did I say that already? Please leave a review. Love you forever.